It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hi, everybody. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Matthew Leach, talking Atlanta Braves with MLB.com's Braves beat reporter Mark Bowman. Mark, I realize at this point we still don't exactly know, but uh, we've got some idea of what exactly is going on with, with Julio Tehran. What is the level of concern with him with the Braves right now? You know, this this basically was a, an infected hair that developed, you know, near the top of his right knee, and it developed into a, more than a, just that normal uh, pimple that that you might say consider a infected hair. And he is, you know, they they want to be take some precaution. You don't want to allow something like this to uh, allow sweat and other you know, different different particles that you might develop while on the field. Uh, and, and increase this infection to the point to where it's a staph infection or something like along those lines. So I, I, you know, their hope is that you know just give him a couple extra days to to recover. Maybe he will pitch on Saturday, which would make him still available to at least pitch in the All Star game. Um, but it, right now, I don't think that the level of concern is too great. It, you know, I just spoke to uh, General Manager John Copalella a couple hours ago, and and he seemed to. To, his hope was that the Julio will pitch on Saturday. So, like I said, I, I don't think this is a uh, something to be concerned about long term. But at the same time, they're just taking the safe route. So, I think if if there's not a big worry about his health, then, then the far bigger question about Tehran is his future. And you know, I, I saw the chat, I saw what you've written, and they have been pretty clear and pretty emphatic that this guy isn't going anywhere. And, and there's a good argument for that. If they think they're going to be good in two or three years, uh, there's a pretty good chance to think he could be part of that. With that said, this is a starting pitching market that is absolutely barren. Uh, he would pretty clearly, unless something really surprising happens, unless uh, some teams that don't look at all like sellers change their mind, he would be pretty clearly the best starting pitcher on the market. As this market develops and as it becomes clear that there's really nobody better than this guy on the market, you're looking at either guys with a lower upside like an Odorizzi, uh, like Hellickson, uh, like maybe Pomerantz has that kind of upside, or you're looking at guys with upside but risk like a Matt Moore kind of guy. As it becomes clear that this guy is probably the best combination of upside and low risk, do you expect them to get tempted as the deadline approaches and perhaps some really impressive offers come in. I, I do. I do. I, you know, I, and like you said, I've written it, it you know, that John Coppola says that he's not going to trade him. He says he's nearing right arm territory. Uh, says everything that, that uh, leads you to believe that, you know, he won't trade him. But at the same time, um, I do expect that for the reasons that, that you, just, you just pointed out is this is going to be the guy that the teams maybe 
willing to overspend. I'm not, I'm not saying you're going to get Dansby Swanson, Aaron Blair, and Ender and Ciarte, that kind of package, but it could be one that rivals that to where they can't say no. And, and more importantly, this is a team that, that does have a lot of starting pitching. If they are going to get that big bat, can they get it now? Let's, let's fast forward a little bit. You may, maybe that big bat is not available right now at, at the on August first at, at the trade deadline. But moving into the winter now, now you got all the teams that are in playoff caliber teams that might be willing to give a big bat. Would you be willing to trade Khalil at that point during the off season? Maybe that becomes more of a uh, viable option to get the big bat at that time. But at the same time, I do think that uh, this storyline could change over the next couple of weeks. I don't think the Braves are obviously ever going to come out and say, yes, we're going to trade him. Um, but at the same time, I think we're going to start hearing more and more from scouts that, hey, they're still shopping him around. Um, you're going to hear his name in the mix. Obviously, the Red Sox are a, a team that, that there seems to be some some fits there. That They have some prospects that would, would uh, interest the Braves. Frank Wren, obviously, is now with the Red Sox, has a long uh, relationship with, with Julio Tehran. Julio was one of his favorite prospects coming up through the system when he was Atlanta's GM. So, um, I, you know, I certainly don't expect uh, to, to head into the final week before the trade, trade deadline without hearing a lot of talk um, about the Braves and Red Sox possible fit. Now, with that being said, they will not be the only team uh, pursuing him because, like you said, I do think he will be the top starting pitcher. Uh, maybe not available, but at least uh, at the top one that te- other teams are targeting. Now, I kind of want to turn this around the other way. After I just laid out the case for why you move him, I, I do kind of want to call up the counterpoint, which is there. There. I mean, look, I know that, that the expression goes that, that if you listen to the fans and you'll end up sitting with them. Uh, with that said, I do wonder if the Braves at some point feel like one of these times they're going to have to hold on to a guy, and particularly after saying we're going to hold on to this guy, um, is does that become tough? Does do, do the, the the sort of credibility issues with fans? Does that become a worry? Does that become something they have to listen to once you say this guy isn't going anywhere? Um, is that a tough thing to reverse course on, or do you just have to, if a great deal comes, you just have to do it and say, look, we did what's right for the franchise? I do think that if, if the right deal is available, you do have to take it. I think you take a step back and maybe, hey, look, we all love how truthful coffee is, and that, it, that chat that you're referring to, I thought, I thought that that showed his personality at the same time. In the future, as time progresses, maybe he will be, a little less uh, forthcoming or forthright with his uh, some of his statements and, and with absolutes, you know, oh, it doesn't look like we're going to trade. Maybe, hey, look, we're, we, you know, Julio Toronto, we, you, Julio Toronto is a part of our future. Uh, we will review any and all trade opportunities, um, but at the same time, we hope to keep him for for as long as possible. Maybe something more along the lines of that. As a no, we will not, you know. Don't see trade, trading him. Um, maybe that would, would alleviate some of that problem. I think also you have to look at if you do trade Julio Tehran, what do you have when you're moving into this new stadium next year? 
Um, we all know what the price of pitching is free on the free agent market. They're, they're not going to go that route. If you, you're, you've already got a prize with, with Julio Tehran basically costing you an average of $9 million over the next four seasons. Um, so that, you know, you, you've already got great value right there. Also take him out of that mix. And all of a sudden you, you're going into next season with Mike fulton and, and Matt Whistler. Uh, at the top of your rotation. Yes, you may go out and get another veteran, but who are you going to get? Uh, you're going to have some money to spend, but you've already made it. No, you don't want to dip into that free agent pool uh, in the, on the pitching market. So uh, into that the deep waters, you know, the, the expensive uh, a portion of, of what would be available. So I, I think that there are, there are a lot of reasons to keep Julio Tehran. Uh, but at the same time, I do think, going back to your original question, I do think at some point in time they'll at least be tempted. That doesn't mean they're going to pull the trigger, but but there will be some offers uh, made. You know, we, let's go back to December. I kind of was saying the same thing before I knew that Julio Tehran would come back like this, saying, hey, look, if you give up Shelby Miller, you know, what are you going to have next year? And, yeah. um, you know, I, at that point in time, you certainly don't expect that. Diamondbacks or any other team to provide that kind of package with Swanson and Ciarte and Blair. Elsewhere in, in in trade possibilities, it does seem like they've got a couple of pieces. I, I don't think there's anybody else big that they would really make a transformative move with. I think it's pretty clear Freeman's not going anywhere. Um, but you look at this Caino, maybe Jim Johnson, I don't know what kind of value Frank Coor has. I don't know what kind of value Ibar has. But is that sort of the list? Is that too long? Is that too short? What would they be looking to part with between now and the deadline? I think I think that's a an accurate list. I think the one piece that would surprise me, and, and I, uh, but at the same time, I you know I've been around this organization long enough to to never be shocked about anything. Is is if they tried to get some value uh, for Ender and Ciarte. I, I think. You know, you have something special possibly with, with NCRT and Malik Smith uh, preparing them in the same outfield for the next, uh, at least the next five seasons or so, uh, or four seasons beyond this one. Um, I, I think that, uh, but at the same time, I think that's the one name that would surprise me. I think you look at Bud Norris, they moved him. We said there's no way they could have moved him a month ago. We were saying the same thing about Eric Ibar. I don't think you're going to get a lot of value for him. You know, you, you'll get what you can for uh, Jim Johnson. Uh, go, go, let's go back to Frank Core because that's one that makes sense. Some teams may be looking for a guy who hits, you know, a good bench guy that uh, uh, hits, can handle left-handed pitching. Um, I think there there may be some value there, but but I think the response that I'm getting uh, from members within the organization is, I don't know if we'll get enough value to. Uh, compensate for what we would lose in the clubhouse. This team's going to struggle through the rest of this year. They need a, a strong voice within that clubhouse um, to, you know, keep spirits high. And, and that's one thing Jeff continues to provide. It. They, they really love what he's he's brought to that clubhouse. So it, it, that that my guess is that Jeff stays. Uh, and, and obviously, the variable is whether or not that uh, they get some kind of return that, that would justify uh, what they would lose from the clubhouse. One other name we, we should throw in there uh, is Nick Markakis, but at the same time, 
Uh, I don't know exactly what they could get for Nick at this point in time. I think they are more than willing to move him. Uh, he will have $22 million, two years and $22 million left on his deal beyond this season. You know, when, when you've got a guy with uh, who doesn't hit for power in that corner as a corner outfielder, he's no longer the gold glove uh, defender that he was in the past. I, I think that, you know, if the Braves ended up moving him, they would have to probably eat a portion of that salary. Yeah, it's awfully tough to move a corner outfielder whose slugging percentage starts with a three. Yes. Um, that's uh, MLB.com Extras. Thanks, Mark Bowman, for taking some time to talk, and thanks, everybody, for listening. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.